So this question that uh, Jesus asks the apostles, he's, it's an interesting, the context is always interesting, the little details, as I say, are always uh, interesting in, the, in Scripture in general, but also in, in this particular gospel. One day when Jesus was praying alone in the presence of his disciples, so it's kind of not alone really, but praying, maybe kind of, he's, like, he's there with them, but he's doing his thing, and they're all kind of watching because he didn't pray like they were used to praying. When, when they would normally pray, they'd pray the Psalms, you pray out loud. Uh, it was a very visible kind of a thing as well. Uh, for Jesus, I think uh, his prayer seemed to be a lot more internal, a lot more invisible, if you could describe it that way, kind of an internal reality. So he's praying and all the disciples are kind of looking at him, I can imagine. And then he asks this question, who do the crowd say I am? Okay, and the answer isn't the answer is okay they, they have they have their opinions they happen to be wrong but they they have their opinions uh, so is john the baptist elijah or one of the prophets come back to life well he's not he's none of them but then he asks them he asked the apostles so he asked those who knew him those he lived with those he worked with those he walked with and as we see in something like the chosen those he camped with all right jesus obviously in his traveling ministry there weren't b and b's or airbnbs or uh general kind of you know easy to find accommodation they would have traveled from place to place maybe they would have had accommodation in someone's house maybe they would have had to camp so but they would have upped sticks literally and uh you know spent days and nights 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 and days building up camps and you know campfires and so on and so forth so you you get to know people very well when you eat and sleep and uh do everything together they would have known him they would have seen his reactions they would have seen his his uh mentality his service his love in in so many things anyway so then this question is leveled at them who do you say i am and i find that question really interesting because it's uh i think critical critical that we know the answer to that because i mean if, if i were to give you all a sheet of paper or like i strongly recommend you don't do this in in secondary schools but to give a sheet of paper to students and ask who is jesus because I would almost, I would put a hundred euro down that nobody will give the right answer. None. Nobody will say Jesus is God. Nobody. Uh, whenever we've had, you know, from confirmation treats, second school treats, when you speak about Jesus, they, they have this, in, this kind of nicey-nice understanding of Jesus. He's kind of a philosopher, healer, preacher, teacher. And then uh, I, I always throw at the end, yes, but is he God? And class will say, no, he's not God, because God the Father is God. <sighs> okay, so it's, like, it's just like the basic teaching of the Trinity, right? All three are God, right? The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, all are God. But that doesn't mean that Jesus is God the Father. Jesus is God the Son, but he's still God. And you will excuse my somewhat unprofessional... Um, comparison like but the son of a cat is a cat the son of a dog is a dog the son of god is god right they're the same species okay they don't suddenly change species just because one is the offspring of the other okay they're the same species so the son of god is god but the son of the son is not the father the child is not the mother of course but they're the same species okay so their nature is divine so god the father it's um, obviously it's a bit like obviously it's, it's an analogy okay it's an analogy it's it has its limitations right but you get the point uh just because jesus is the son of god doesn't make him less god no more than a child is less human than its parent 
how can a child be less human? It's, it's, it's entirely human. It's, so Jesus is entirely God. And this is, like, this is the absolutely, just so, such a simple question, but so critical for us. Because even like for yourself, like for yourself, if, if we allow three seconds here during a homily, which is kind of like radio silence, it feels like it lasts forever. Uh, but like, who do you say Christ is? Who do you say Jesus is? Who? Like if you had to answer like for yourself personally, I think, I think there's, a, there's, a, there's a real danger for many of us that, that Jesus isn't anything close to what he's supposed to be. That um, for, for many people today, it's sufficient to believe that he exists. So what? Jesus exists, so what? Just because he exists, what difference does that actually make to your life? Okay, there are many, oh, I learned about this, this is, this is a singer, she's new and popular. I can't, I'm not sure if I can pronounce her name, Ariana Grande. Did I get it right? Oh, she, you know, she's new to me. I, I just heard about her yesterday. Okay? So she's got songs and she sings things. Okay? Very good. She's around, what, two years, three years, four? More? Whatever. I'm old. Um, <coughs> okay. Now, I know where she's from. I don't know what she sings. To be honest, I don't really care. Uh, she's wonderful, I'm sure. Uh, but I believe she exists. Doesn't change my day in any way, shape, or form. She exists, great. That's good, good for her. Delighted. But it doesn't change my day in any way at all. Believing God exists doesn't mean anything unless that belief in the existence of God changes your life. Like if you were to say, I believe that my wife exists. <laughs> not only will she not be very impressed, she'll probably smack you. Because it's, you know, it is an expression in Italian. They say, uh, grazie di esistere. Thank you that you exist. We really don't say that in English because like, it means nothing. Uh, in Italian, I think it, it has more the sense of, you know, thank you for everything that you are. Whereas in English, it just means, you know, you're sitting there like an object. You know, you exist just like my couch. <laughs> like, uh, so it means nothing at all in English. Because the existence of something, that doesn't imply any sort of a relationship doesn't imply love, doesn't imply obedience, doesn't imply service, doesn't imply anything. Right? My shovel outside exists. So God exists. Whoopie-doo. What does that actually mean for you? Because there are actual implications to these things. If God exists, if Jesus is God, <coughs> then what he says is true. Then what he says, he says as God. Then what he asks of us, he asks as God, not just as a, a guy who had some nice ideas and wants to kind of help humanity come together, sing Kumbaya and hold hands. Like, then what he says, he says as God. Now there are, there are, like, there are consequences. Like, what does he say? I mean, as regards following him, just, you know, it's okay, dude, just believe I exist, it's all good. No. He wants to be a follower of mine. Let him renounce himself. Take up his cross and follow me. So there are actual expectations. The Lord asks something of us. He doesn't just say, just believe I exist and it's, all, uh, and it's all good. No. No, he actually asks something of us. And he does so as God and as man. As God. As the God-man. 
So this, the, the, the answer to this question is just so, so important for us. But I think it gets skimmed over somewhat. Like, who do we actually say Jesus is? Because if he's not God, then what on earth is the Eucharist? If Jesus isn't God, what's the Eucharist? What's Holy Communion? Well, it's just symbolic bread, I guess. And that's very often what people believe today. Yeah, it is symbolic bread because if Jesus isn't God, then this isn't his body. Because it couldn't be his body because he's only a human being and he can't be eating other people. That's just wrong. So it's, it's bread. It's holy bread. It's good bread. Brings us into table fellowship. <laughs> then the whole thing just gets reduced to nothing. See, the consequences like, of getting this one question wrong, the consequences, everything just unravels. But then, like, that's the Eucharist. What about all the other sacraments? Being baptized in the name of God the Father, Jesus the nice guy, and the bird. Huh? Like, you know, I mean, if we, if we don't know, this, this isn't very, very clear to us, all the sacraments unravel and thus become quite ridiculous. And that's, I think, to be honest, ultimately why a lot of people think that the sacraments are kind of just simple, cheap little things. Why, why make a big deal of them? You know, they're only like for marking milestones in people's lives as opposed to being moments of profound grace and the unity of my heart with God. So if we get this wrong, uh, your faith will fall apart. If we don't know who the Lord is, if we don't get this right, everything about our faith, because the, the, the heart of it, the Eucharist, will mean nothing. All the sacraments will mean nothing. Prayer, why would you pray to Jesus, who's just a nice guy, but not God, so it can't help you any more than your granny who's in heaven? If Jesus isn't God, then what on earth is my job all about? If Jesus isn't God, then who saved us or how can we be saved? If Jesus isn't God, what's the, the sense of the cross? Lots of people died in horrific ways. You look at the oppression of the church in, in Russia, or Korea, China. Lots of people died in horrific manners for the church, for the faith. So did Jesus. Okay, but why, why is this different? Why is Jesus' crucifixion different to every other martyr? <clears throat> because he is God. And at any moment, he could have clicked the fingers and all would stop. He could have made himself disappear. He could have done any, any, any one of a thousand things to make it less or to make it easier or to make it quicker, but he doesn't. He endures it all out of love for you and I as God. That's what's just so powerful. It also means then that when, when, he, when he speaks to us, when he looks at us, when he, when he asks something of us, he does so not just as, as a man with nice ideas, but as God who knows our hearts, our limitations, and also knows what we're capable of. He knows our, our potential. So what he asks of us, while the bar is quite high, it is actually realistic. It is actually possible through his grace. His grace is sufficient for us. And so this, this question is something that I think it's wonderful for us to, to meditate on today, <coughs> each one of us, wherever we are. For those of you watching on the live stream or watching uh, on, on YouTube later or whatever it may be, to ask yourself, like, and to be very clear, to, be kind of, to, to take a bit of time, we'll, we'll have the opportunity maybe later on this evening during our, our adoration, to ask, like, Lord, who, 
Who are you? Who do I say you are? And if I realize that there are, there are shortcomings in that answer, and like, don't be, don't feel you have to give the right answer. Like, be honest with yourself. Who is the Lord for you? And this would be a, like a, a typical issue we would have come across when I was working in Italy. The feast of the saint of yesterday, Padre Pio, there'd be quite a number of people who, because someone died in their family, or because there was some illness in their family, they've got a problem with God. No, I don't believe in Jesus. I believe in Padre Pio, though. All right? And you often have that. You often find that. I don't believe in God, but I believe in Padre Pio. <laughs> now, okay, so uh, you've got something to work on there. There, 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 are, there are problems. There are problems with that position, but you've got something to work on. You just kind of have to get back to the foundation of Padre Pio's mission and goodness. And, okay. But this can kind of happen to us too. So like, if we're honest with ourselves, maybe we'll say, you know, when it comes to who is Jesus, for me, I might say, well, to be honest, I find it hard to trust him. My granny got diagnosed with cancer and she died, and ever since then, uh, I don't really know if I, can, if I can trust him. Or my family situation was, was rocky when I was growing up, and mom or dad used to come and go, and it was all just a bit like insecure. So when I think of like God as father, then I think he's kind of the same. He'll kind of come and go and eventually kind of leave me, just like everyone else did. You know, if we're honest with ourselves, we can actually begin to discover the holes in our relationship with God, the problems in our relationship with God, and, and the areas that need healing. And it's, it's, while it's hard, and while it might feel wrong, it's good to be honest with where we actually are. It's just like getting a proper diagnosis. You know, you go to the doctor, you don't want him to tell you, you're grand, if you're not. If you're sick, you need to know so you can work on it. So if there's something like in our relationship with God that needs healing, if, there's, if when I think of, of, of Jesus, I'm, I'm, anger, I'm angry, I'm disappointed, I'm frustrated, I feel like I'm being judged, I feel like I'm being criticized, I feel like he has this impossible bar that I'll never reach, so I'll, I'll, I'll just never try. Well, if this is where I actually am, I need to know that so I can start working on it and start healing it and start getting to discover the heart of, of Jesus. And the more we do that, and it takes time, but the more we do that, the more we begin to see that Jesus is incredibly human. He's just, he's so human, like us. And at the same time, he is so divine. He's so much more human than we can ever imagine or understand. And he's so divine at the same time. And this is such a, uh, such a journey and such a, such a, I would imagine, I think, this journey of discovery of who the Lord is will go on for all eternity. You know, when we finish our lives here, we're only beginning to get to know, to discover the, the, the extent of the Lord's love for us. But you, he said, who do you say I am? Lord Jesus, we ask you to guide us in answering that question honestly. And if there are areas of, of healing, Lord, let us not be afraid to, to look at them, to bring them to you, to admit them, to walk with you on this path of healing. 
so that we might discover you as we heard in our psalm. Hope in God, I will praise him still, my Savior and my God. Amen.